It's the gentle hand that pulls you from the judgment of the crowd. When you stand before them guilty and you've got no way out. Christian Cargill Radio Show. For the prodigal son, grace wins. For the woman at the well, grace wins. For the blind man and the beggar, grace wins. For always and forever, grace wins. For the lost out on the street, grace wins. For the worst part of you and me, grace wins. Grace wins. Every time, right? That's that song. Maybe you've heard it before. So to be a grace car driver, which I love to talk about here on the Christian Car Guy Show, to be a grace car driver, grace wins every time, right? We want to win. <laughs> the deciding factor is what is a grace car driver? Further, what's grace? You know, the Bible describes Jesus as full of grace and the apostles used it many, many times to describe Jesus and what he brought to the world. But the Bible only gives us really four times that Jesus taught on the word. It's charis in the Greek. And understanding it is like huge, gigantic to our faith. So I'm going to pray right now. Lord, I pray that all of us listening and here at Truth Broadcasting would grow in the grace and the knowledge of Jesus Christ. And I would also ask that we pray against the flood that's right this minute covering our transmitters on several of our stations this morning with Truth Broadcasting. Lord, thank you for keeping us on the air. If you're listening, you're getting one of those transmitters that wasn't flooded. And Lord, we ask that you would help those other stations get back on the air to broadcast your truth. And we ask this in Jesus' name. You know, I'm I'm always just feeling like it's grace, right, Bill, that God keeps us on the air at all. You know, there's a lot of well, forces that all, are against truth broadcasting, I can assure you. Well, and all the things you've been through in your life, <laughs> and you're still in the air, it does amaze me some days. So, and we survived me being on as host. That, that's true. You know, that, that's even that, bigger that's than grace. the flood. So people that know me well know that grace is one of my all-time favorite subjects, especially grace car driving because, of course, being a Christian car guy. So my emphasis on grace is the word favor. It's my favorite for a reason, because I like the word favor. And in John's gospel, he tells us that Jesus was full of favor. He was full of grace. And when you think about that, that John is the one that shares this with us. In fact, you won't find the word charis in the book of Matthew, and you won't find it in the book of Mark. You will find it a couple times in Luke. But John is the one who really jumps in there, and he told us also, right, that he was the one that Jesus loved. And I put those two together. In fact, I'm convinced that because when the apostle John looked into the eyes of Jesus, he felt his favor. He was full of favor. And John, the apostle, was gifted both by that favor, but also the understanding of it in a unique way, apparently. So think of the moment you felt Jesus's favor, right? That moment where you knew you were loved, favored, forgiven. While you got that in your mind, think of a godly person in your life 
And my guess is that when you're in their presence, you feel like you're highly favored. They have an intense interest in you and what you're feeling. They're intensely interested in what you're experiencing, and they want to look out for you, and they want to help you because you're highly favored in their world. And that is grace. It's a precious word. In John 1.14, it says, And the word became flesh and tabernacled among us, and he looked upon us the glory, and he looked upon and we, excuse me, looked upon his glory, the glory of the only one from the Father, full of grace and truth. So count on it. To be in Jesus' presence is to be highly favored. He is going to treat you like you're the favored son. So there's a question. Do you let your favored son merge? Right? You're, you're <laughs> you lost me there. Okay. So you're in this line, right? And you're you 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 oh, see that the, okay. the, the, yes, I understand the left lane is closed four miles ahead, yes. and you got in the right lane because you're a nice guy. Your but insurance agent people, appreciates you being a nice yes, guy. Yes, he does. But these people have been passing you on the left, and the closer you get, the more people that are passing you on the left. Now, the question is: Are you full of grace? Like this is my favorite son that is now wanting to merge in me after you've been. You know, are you a grace car driver? <laughs> how would you handle that if that was your favorite child? You know, I, I, would would you let your son get away with being that discourteous to so many people without saying something to him? But, of course, you, you can't straighten out that part. You could roll down your window and shout instructions, but I would, you know, it looks a little scary to me. So what I learned years ago, my mother actually called in and, and suggested this is that a grace car driver prays, right? You pray for your children. And so here's this child that's up there being discourteous to everybody. You can pray. You can pray for that person. That's one way to be a grace car driver. And, I, and I'm praying that we would all grow in how to be grace car drivers. But this week I met a number of people, and this is the reason why I want to do this subject, that God had showed them phenomenal grace, and as a result they were people that you immediately knew when you're in their presence that they were full of grace. So the first one, I, I, I spoke at a wonderful church in Durham last Sunday. Occasionally, they give me the opportunity to share a sermon. And after the sermon, this gentleman who I'd known actually for years at this church, this peace church in Durham, came up to me and, and said, Robbie, have you got a minute? The interesting thing about this man is he's not a very talkative person. And, and, and not that engaging. So it was kind of neat to me that he'd come up and he wanted to talk to me. And he was an older man. He was probably in his late 70s, early 80s. And, it, and he said, do you have a minute? Like, I really got something I want to share with you. So I said, oh, you know, I've got as much time as you want. I would love to hear whatever you want to share with me. And he went on to share this story about when he was in his early 20s, his wife, well, he had two children, two young daughters, and his wife committed suicide. And he was up in the Northeast in a very cold climate, and he worked third shift. And he said, I was totally distraught. I had no answer, no clues. I was beyond my understanding what I was going to do next. I was beside myself. I'm driving home third shift in the middle of the night. He said it was 20 degrees below zero. And all of a sudden, Jesus sits down next to him, puts his arm around him, and he said, Robbie, I never felt so loved. I never felt such peace. I never felt like it's going to be okay. But if there was ever a sense of 
of it's going to be okay. I sensed it that day, and I've never been the same. You know, everything, he, he, he was remarried, and, and, and this new wife helped take care of the daughters and all that stuff, but he, he shared all that with me. But what, what I couldn't get out of my heart was that I could see in his eyes that he had experienced that grace, that sense of that moment where that had happened. And then, you know, I had another man share with, I got, it's amazing to me how many people share stuff. I had another man share that he was in a difficult relationship when he was younger, trying to pray to see if he, if God really wanted him to stay in this relationship with this woman. And God showed up for him and clearly said, it's going to be okay. And he, he said, Robbie, I, I had this sense of love and peace. And he described the whole thing again, like, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. And, you know, after 50 years of marriage, he's decided it's going to be okay. <laughs> it took that long. Huh? <laughs> and, and then yesterday, speaking of grace, I would be remiss if I didn't say that we had a wonderful donation from a lady and her husband that donated a car to the Jesus Labor Love, and we got to give it to a lady who had been involved in domestic violence and a social worker had come to us, and, and this lady was getting a new car. Well, it was a 2001 car, but it was a good car, really good car. And as we were standing in line, the lady was a listener, and she said, you know, I've always wanted to call in your show and share that one time God spoke to me very clearly on this job issue. In fact, he spoke to me three times during the day. It was just so clear. And, and once again, you got that sense of she was highly favored, Bill. And so you know where I'm going with this. I want to hear your story. I want to hear where God touched you, that you were full of grace, that now you got a chance at least at being a grace car driver. And of course, when we get to the appraisal by the real black book, I'll talk about how Jesus taught about that word. But the main thing I would love to hear in this show today is for you to call 866-348-7884 and share when you got touched like that, when you felt absolutely loved, when you felt like somebody really cared about you, really gave you hope, all those things happened to you, 866-348-7884. And guess what? This morning after I said all that, Bill shared with me the moment for him, and I've known him for almost 25 years, and I'd never heard the story, and I'm like, you're going to get to hear it now in the next segment of the Christian Car Guy Show, so stay tuned. We need you to call 866-348-7884. So much more grace. Coming at Talking grace today on the Christian Car Guys show. And of course, we're going to get to some more grace car driving <laughs> here in a minute. But I, I'd ask for your stories of where you felt that favor, where you, you knew you were highly favored by Jesus, where you felt his love, his peace, and those kind of things. And we have Jenny is calling from Washington State. And most of the towns in Washington, I can't pronounce their name. <laughs> Hello, Jenny. Good morning. Thank hi, you for calling hi. in this morning. Oh, thank you for taking my call. I have um, 
I have a number of them that I could give, um, but I can say that when surrounding um, my children, God has done just unbelievable miracles for me, and two of them are car kind of situations. Um, uh, so, um, so I just go ahead and yeah, tell what please, happened. I'm excited to hear. Okay. It. Yeah, well, I um, I was a domestic violence victim, and I had to leave and start over, and my children were 10 years apart. And um, uh, I always was kind of low income, and um, I remember in uh, 2000, uh, well, in the early 2000s, my daughter was five, and we went into a grocery store. I had to get my older child um, some medicine, and I had eight dollars and some cents on my uh, on my person that's all I had that was all the money I had went in to buy the medicine and found out it was not enough when I paid when I when I realized that I just was heartbroken and I went back out to my car and I I just in my heart I said God I was I said God I I, I will you know I always said I would raise this you know, this child, even though my daughter was from the midst of domestic violence, I said, as long as you would be her father, just take care of us. I just kind of reminded him of that. And I, I, as I pray that, I drove over to the gas station attached to the grocery store. I went to pay my money, and I, I started pumping my gas, and there was this man that came towards me, you know, a little older than I was, just a normal guy, and he stopped, and he said, can I ask you a question? And I thought, well, probably for directions, sure, I said. And then he paused and he said, I know this is going to sound weird, but God told me to give you this. And he handed me a $20 bill. And you can imagine I just started crying and telling him, uh, how did you know? Are you for real? What church do you go to? It's just unbelievable, a stranger doing this. And when, um, and when I said that, uh, you know, he said, I said, well, how did you know? And he said, I can't explain it, but sometimes God tells me to do something, and if I don't do it, I suffer. Mm. And he told me to give you this money. Wow. And um, on that moment, I turned to my daughter, then five, in the car, and I said, Honey, God gave Mommy money. God gave Mommy money. And that daughter of mine has faith. She has faith to believe almost anything. She knows God can do anything. And... um Anyway, I'd say that's my first really huge miracle, although I know God has done many others. But that's, that's, that's just this big, big thing that God just reached out and did it for me. Wow. And, um, this that is, is so really... powerful. That is just <laughs> yeah. so beautiful, you know, on yeah. all sorts of levels that, you know, God could have dropped the $20 bill through, you know, the coming off the yeah. ground. But instead uh-huh. he blessed that man to have an opportunity to be obedient and and then he blessed you and he blessed your daughter and <clears throat> it's amazing yeah. in it <laughs> I can i tell one other one? Oh yeah we love it by all means but well, before this you do that let me give the number because somebody else might sure. be thinking i want to call yeah. i want to call i want to call 866-348-7884 is the number to call in and share your story we're, we're still going to hear bills here in a little while 866-348-7884 884 Jenny go ahead okay so um this is the car story that is related at the same time in my life you know the kids and I'm I've uh I've been in healthcare for quite a while and when I um 
when I worked, I did the situation of having, um, uh, uh, I had to go through training on Sunday mornings, which I always regretted because, you know, I wanted to be in church with the kids. Well, one particular Sunday, I told my son, don't let my daughter go off with this one care or this one um, babysitter because she just said something that made me a little concerned and nervous. So I didn't want her to go with her. My son didn't care. He didn't listen. And so he ended up letting her go. Well, I got back from my training and I said, where's my daughter? You know, where's, where's your little sister? He said, oh, she went with so-and-so. And I was really upset. So I, um, I said, well, where's my phone? I call, I looked and I picked up my cell phone that was buried in the couch. And there were all these missed calls from the hospital. And my daughter had been in an accident with this, with this young woman just as I had feared that something wasn't quite right. And they were in an accident. My daughter was fine, but I just laid into my son. Anyway, my daughter came home. Everything was fine. But that night I prayed to God. I, I just went on my hands and knees, and I just said, God, you can do anything. You know my heart is that these kids have have ability to go to the, to be, be able to go to church, and I, I just can't do this. I just ask you for a car for a car for my son. And I just flat out asked him because he can do anything. And so after that night, I went back to bed and a couple, well, two weeks later, my son came to me in high school and he said, oh, by the way, mom, I'm getting a car. <laughs> and I just went, what? Well, by why the didn't way. you tell me? And he said, oh, we could go. Oh, this girl, she wasn't in the same grade. She wasn't in his same friend group really came up to him and said uh could you use the car and it was just blew me away and so of course i wanted to know all the details and i found out the mother was a christian and had prayed about what to do with this car she wasn't supposed to sell it she knew but she didn't know who to give it to so she asked her daughter to figure out who and that's how it came to my son but the, the, the kicker is they fixed the brakes first then they paid for the transfer title but the big one was it was a black Land Rover, and for <laughs> wow. a teenage kid, yeah. you in Washington, imagine. yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> and so, God is oh, so yes, good. Oh yes, yes, so he did, big. Jenny. I and hate we got to go to a break. You are go. such That's a it. blessing, and so That's I thank it. you so thank much you. for your courage to call in. We got Tabitha and Raleigh. When we come back, we got okay. Bill's story, but we need yours. 866-348-7884 is the number to call in and share. When did you feel God's grace? 866-34-TRUTH. There's no war between guilt and grace. And they're fighting for a sacred space. But I'm living proof. Grace wins every We are talking grace car driving today on the Christian Car Guy Show. We've heard some amazing stories of how God's grace touched lives. We would love to hear yours. You can call in at 866-348-7884. we got Tabitha and Raleigh. we got Bill's story we're going to hear in a minute. But I also want to always mention that if you go to ChristianCarGuy.com, just ChristianCarGuy.com, there you're going to find stuff about this grace car driving that we're talking about today. Our appraisal by the Real Black Book, where we're going to describe how Jesus taught about grace. The podcasts of previous episodes, 
the Christian Car Guy Theater, which we were hoping to get done this week, but the flood caused us not to be able to get it done, so it's coming next week. And if they want to donate a car, right that's in a the good Jesus way to Labor Love, you. yeah, that's the part I wanted to get to is like the mother that received the car or the other donations. We do a lot more car repair than we do car donations, but we love cars when people can give them. But we're repairing, you know, four or five cars to everyone that we're able to give away. So those prayer requests and stuff are always there at ChristianCarGuy.com. And we certainly want to get to Tabitha, who's in Raleigh. Tabitha, you got a grace story for us? Did we lose Uh-oh. Tabitha? hope she didn't get flooded. Did you get flooded? No, she's... Well, call back at 866-348-7884 is the number to call in and share your story. But, Bill, I got to hear your story for the first I I'd never heard this before, and I've known you for 25 years. What happened? Well, I, I was in the world's best Boy Scout troop, and one of the things that the leaders did was we always did a program with the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. And we went to a luncheon, and a gentleman, uh, a star from uh, NC State, Moose Morris, Moose Morris was a football and basketball star back then, great big old, and he was the guest speaker, and he talked about accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior and just had a wonderful presentation. And then at the end, he asked if you hadn't accepted Christ as your Lord to um, bow your head and join him in a prayer. It was the most bizarre thing that's ever happened to me. It was like, with my eyes closed, the room was just Jesus and I, and it was the most wonderful, bright, white, not too bright light in the room, and it was timeless, and it was the most peaceful and loving and restful and joyful extended period of my life. It could have been weeks long. It could have been moments but I felt that I was in the absolute perfect place. And it was a, a life-changing event. It was um, so remarkable that it's hard to talk about. It, there aren't too many people I come in contact with that can listen to the story <laughs> and not roll their eyes. But you're one of those that knows what it is to have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. And we hope that there are a lot in the audience that do. And if you don't, we want the Holy Spirit to work in your life. And you think about praying to God and saying you want to accept his offer to become a child of his. And we hope that if you haven't yet become a child of God through Christ, that today's a wonderful day. Yeah, and and therein lies the, you, you can hear it in Bill's voice. And I've heard the story, again, I guess I'm blessed to be on the air, and I've asked many times in many shows for people to call in and share a story similar where they felt God put their arm around them. I I was thinking about God hugs this morning, Bill, and how cool God hugs are, and what the man in Durham described as as Jesus put his arm around you. In this case, he put put everything around you, and and you felt that sense. Uh, in my own life, the one that came to my mind is you're thinking about calling in right now because you've got the courage to do it. 866-348-7884, 866-34-TRUTH. The results of that we're going to get to in a minute. But the one time I remember in my life of several of, of these kind of things was 
and you knew me back then, I was crushed between the car and the Jeep. And I just finished my last chemotherapy treatment, so I was not in a good way to begin with. <laughs> and there I was at the Jeep Jamboree, and this man had left his Jeep out of gear, and it came down and crushed me between the two, and, and, and there was my leg. I won't go into any gory details, because Bill's but already shivering. He doesn't want to hear about it. But I, suffice it to say, it was really, really, really bad. And I remember hitting the ground um, and thinking, wow, Jesus, I really need your help. <laughs> this, is, this is bad. You know, it's like, whoa. And I had this hug. I don't know how to describe it. It was the most incredible thing I could ever, ever describe other than what Bill just described. It was this warm, like, I've got this. You're going to be fine. I love you. And, and even if I'd gone to heaven right then, that would have been fine right that minute too because I was just feeling like, oh, this is great. Well, based on where it was in the mountains, they couldn't get to us by helicopter. They couldn't get us an ambulance up there for over an hour. And so I laid there in this condition for some period of time. But when they came, finally, and they hit me with the morphine, I didn't feel any different because I was already on cloud nine. I, I mean, I was, I, I remember thinking I'm fine. And, and, and the, the poor man that had hit me was, you know, it kind of in my face going, please forgive me. Please forgive me. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. You know, you can imagine the poor guy that, that, you know, just crushed you. <laughs> you might remember this billet. I looked up at him as just to try to relieve the stress of the moment. And I said, well, how's your insurance? <laughs> <laughs> and, and I know that that was just something the Holy Spirit gave to me at the moment was, you know, this poor guy's really suffering and uh, it was all okay. But you've got a story like that and that story changed your life so that you could experience grace so you begin to see it. And we would love to hear it. 866-348-7884. 866-34-TRUTH. You know, relationships are what make life. Your relationship with God, your relationship with others. And, and Jesus made it very clear that how we treat others, right? They will know you by the way you love. And the way that they know you by the way you love is by the way he loved you first, right? Yeah, there's another point there is the way you treat others has a lot to do with the way you think about yourself. So if you're saying and you've got a negative emotions towards other people, you then give yourself more license to use those same words and phrases and thoughts against yourself. You've got to be able to forgive others to be able to forgive yourself. You've got to be able to love others to be able to love yourself. And, and the, the more you beat people up in your mind and out of your mouth, the more difficult it is to enjoy a joyful life. Yeah, or that peace that, you know, transcends all understanding. And so it's it's interesting to me, well, more than interesting, it's 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 life changing that the apostle John was the one that Jesus loved, but he's also the one who wrote first John that said, If you say you love God but hate your brother, you're a liar. I mean, that's pretty clear. <laughs> it's pretty clear. And 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 that guy trying to merge in on you, you know, that guy is your brother. Now, loving him may not mean letting him in. It may mean praying for him. It may mean a lot of different things. But does it mean cutting him off? <laughs> well, I know it doesn't mean hurting him, and I know it doesn't mean cursing him. 
So we finally, Tabitha called back. We're so glad our Yay. connection. She came back out of the water. Tabitha, we are dying <laughs> to hear your story. Hi. Good Hi. morning. Good morning. Okay. I just wanted to call in and uh, share uh, God goodness on my life. Um, <clears throat> back in 2014, December, actually, it was five days before Christmas. I uh, just had moved to Raleigh. And um, I went to work that day, came home, and my ex-husband and I had went out to run some errands. And uh, once we made it back home, he asked me if I mind if he went to hang out with the fellas that night. And something in the pit of my stomach, I felt afraid to be by myself that night. Mm. And uh, But I didn't want to tell him no, not to go, because I didn't want an argument with him. So I told him to go ahead. <clears throat> But as soon as he left, the Holy Spirit said to me, something is going to happen tonight. And so I'm thinking that something was going to happen to him because he was the one that was going out. So I went on to bed, and I guess it was about 1230 in the morning. Um, I wake up to three guys standing over me, and one pistol whipped me to wake me up because I didn't even realize they were in my house. And uh, they pistol whipped me, and... uh, and I opened my eyes, and I initially screamed, and then they start cursing at me. <clears throat> oh, oh, Tabitha, I hate we got to go to hold a break, on. right? That this is a really good spot. Could you please hold on for us because we're dying to hear the rest of this. We hope that okay. we don't get sure. back underwater. So we're going to hear the rest of Tabitha's story. <laughs> we need to hear your story. 866-348-7884. When we come back, stay tuned. So much more Christian Car Guy Show coming up. Sun, grace winds for the woman at the well. Grace winds for the blind man and the beggar. Grace winds for always and forever. Grace winds for the lost out on the street. Grace wins. Grace car driving today on the Christian Car Guy Show. If you're like me and you were hearing Tabitha's story about being pistol whipped in bed. I, I know everybody's on the edge of their seat, Tabitha, to hear what in the world happened. Okay. So um, by uh, pistol whipping me, and, and I'm trying to get, grab, gather my thoughts, and um, they kept yelling at me and saying, you know, they wanted to know where the safe was and where the uh, drugs were. And, and it's still not making sense to me. And so... Um, the guy who I called the ringleader, he was standing in, in my uh, hallway at my door. I guess he was the lookout person to make sure no one came in. And uh, so he started to talk to me. And um, I remember sitting up on my bed. <clears throat> and he says to me, ma'am, he said, just tell them where the drugs in the safe is. I don't want them to hurt you. And so, and then it finally clicked. Okay, I'm being robbed. And so I said, uh, I dressed him as sir, and I said, sir, I said, what are you looking for? And he said, ma'am, the, the drugs in the safe. I said, sir, my husband, no, I don't deal with drugs. I said, because I'm a preacher. And while on earth, I told a midnight burglar that I was a preacher is beyond me, which I am. But the fact that the Lord allowed me to tell them that at that time spared my life 
because once those words came out of my life, I can tell that the Lord had been dealing with him too, because he immediately said, oh my God, we're violating a preacher. And he started pacing back and forth. And then he said, well, ma'am, I promise you, we're not going to hurt you. <laughs> and, um, and he didn't. And uh, as a matter of fact, he um, was found a weapon under the couch. And he said, ma'am, I bet if you would have found that weapon, you would have killed me. And I said, no, sir. I said, I'll let you take my life before I take yours. And he said, ma'am, I just really want to give you a hug my name, my number, and everything. He said, but I can't do that. I said, sir, I understand, but you be blessed anyway. And they spared my life that night. And it wasn't nothing but the grace of God that spared me. And I just want to tell everybody that God is real. Yeah, He saved my <laughs> life that night. And, and I've got a sneaking suspicion that yours wasn't the only life that got saved that night. Uh, there was something more important going on than you may. Have you ever found out anything about what happened to the man that? Well, actually, I was able to catch him because <clears throat> there again, the Lord, they were all covered up. I couldn't see anything but the eyes. And but at the right moment, he allowed me to look at him and to, to talk to him when the other ones would not. They would tell me not to look at him. And But uh, his bandana fell down on his right side of the face, and I saw a tattoo right underneath his eye. And that's how I was able to catch him. And to come to find out, he only lived five houses up from me. Wow. And, um, Do you know if he ever found Christ? Yes, yes. Uh, we caught him. He spent two years in county jail b before we even went to, to – we were getting ready to go to trial. But, but the Lord kept telling me um, – Everybody around me kept telling me, you know, to punish him, punish him, punish him. But then the Lord kept telling me, no, show mercy, show mercy, show mercy. And so I went to the jail to um, visit him, and all I wanted was an apology. And then I'll say, time served. And so, but he, he still insists that it was not him. So I asked him questions, and I know without a shadow of a doubt it was him. And so, but I said, well, I'm willing to to give you time served, and uh, if you just, you know, plea. And, um, and he'd already done two years in, in county jail, and so um, we were due to select the jury that day because we were going to go to trial, and I guess his attorney told him, you know, not to gamble because he believes the jury believed me over him. And so... Um, the district attorney told me, Tabitha, I don't feel comfortable giving him time served, given the nature of what they did. He said, so I'm going to give him at least five more months in state prison. And that's what he did. And uh, I haven't heard anything else from the guy, but he did tell me that day once he got out that he, was, he personally was going to find out who did this to me, which it was him. <laughs> What's his name? But, uh, so we all can pray for him. His name is Jasper Fleming. Well, Lord, thank you for what you did in Tabitha's life. And we do pray for Jasper Fleming right now that he would, he'd come to know what it's like to have that experience of grace and to, to feel your love and acceptance and your forgiveness for what all he's done and what's gone on in prison. And we pray that he would 
have a life fruitful and, and a life abundant by walking with you. And I thank you again for Tabitha, her phone call. God bless you. What a story. Wow. Oh, thank you. <laughs> You're thank such you. a blessing and so much courage to call in and, and oh, to stand yes. up for Christ in those circumstances. You have a great afternoon. Bye-bye. You, you too. Thank you. Bye-bye. Well, I, I promised to share what Jesus had to say about grace. And when we're thinking about grace car driving, I think it's it's interesting thing to note. That if you look in the book of Luke is where we find these four things he says. And the first one is in Luke 6.32. So he says, for if ye love them which love you, what grace have you? Or what thank have you is the way it's translated in most words, but it's the word charis. So if you love those people that love you, what grace do you have? So, you know, an interesting thing is we just heard Tabitha's story. You know, she was loving a person that was pretty unlovable. And Jesus in 633 says, and if you do good to them, which only do good to you, what grace have you? For sinners even do the same. So he's teaching us to do good to them, which do harm to us, which is what Tabitha did. You heard the story. And then in Luke 6.34, and if you lend to them who you hope to receive, what grace, what charis have you? For sinners also lend to sinners to receive much more. So he's teaching about this. The interesting one and the most challenging, I think, of the four where Jesus uses the word charis or grace is in Luke 17.9, and he's talking about a servant there that has done everything he's supposed to say do, and he says, does he have grace for that servant because he did the things that were commanded him? I think not, or I trow not in the King James Version. Now, there is an interesting challenge, but I believe the point is you don't get grace because you earned it. <laughs> because you did all the stuff for Jesus you were supposed to do. You were supposed to get up this morning in prayer, all that stuff. You don't get grace because you earn it. And, and we don't necessarily give grace because it's earned, because once it's earned, it's no longer a gift, right? You can't fully appreciate or understand what that gift from God is if you don't work in your life to extend that gift to others. If you can't be graceful. Right. And, and, and there's a perfect example of that yesterday. Here we were in the line trying to, you know, help this lady, the DMV, the Jesus Labor Love, which again is at ChristianCarGuy.com, we're, we've got this car. And, and we were getting the story more than we'd heard before, and, and they'd been turned down by Wheels of Hope. And we were like, why? And they said, well, because we wouldn't guarantee to Wheels of Hope that we would do such and such and, and make sure that she was in treatment, all these things we couldn't guarantee, and this was a social worker. But the point is that they were making her earn her car. <laughs> I mean, it wasn't great. But I was fortunate enough that all I had to do when I went down my list of, I asked Jesus, who do you want to have this car? And he, he made it pretty clear in a lot of different ways that this was the one for him. And, and, and that's the beauty of walking with Jesus. So I hope you heard all that in these stories today, that you might be a grace car driver. And Bill, make one follow call for those who don't know Jesus. God loves you. Jesus died on the cross for you so you can accept that free gift, but you've got to accept it. You got to say, God, today I want to become a child.